Hare Krishna. Today we have quite a show for you. Today we're going to read a story. We're going to discuss a story about a devotee who came back, who remembered his past life as a disciple of Prabhupada. We've read one story. This is another story about that. And I find these stories build faith. So you're going to get to hear the devotee. He's only like ten years old now, so he doesn't. He doesn't. It puts him in anxiety that you know people think, "Oh, I was a disciple of Prabhupada, my past life, and a great devotee." And so he, we are not going to mention his name, but we're going to read a little bit about this devotee. It's interesting. Uh, there's some interesting facts in this story that I think are very helpful about what happens when you don't become completely Krishna conscious, but you've dedicated your life to Prabhupada. So that'll come out of this story. I find these stories so interesting because it's it's real life of what we're reading. And then I found the quote about becoming a cockroach in your next life. We had mentioned that yesterday. The prophet said it and I had found it, so I brought it up. And so we're going to read that. And then we're going to begin reading from a document that I'm compiling about the nature of the spiritual world and... We're also going to be discussing uh, some things about the spiritual world in relation to the Leela of Jaya and Vijaya, which is very interesting. But that's a lot to discuss. And my insurance company demands that I have a blood test four times a year. So you have to fast and not wanting to fast so long. Um, and well, actually, I couldn't get the appointment at the time I wanted which means I have to end the class around 9 and get ready to go, or 9, 9.05. Yeah, something like that. So we're going to have to end this class soon, sooner than normal. So I apologize for that, but what can we do? That's that's what I need to do. And it's about a half hour from here. And Yeah, so I don't know how much we'll get done, but we have a lot. We have a lot, and this document on the nature of the spiritual world will be uh, growing every day as I study this. And it's, as I said, it's going to be interesting to just, to just read about what actually goes on in the spiritual world. So, Jairada Madhava Ki Jai, let's go to Vrindavan and begin. We begin in Vrindavan, right? <laughs> Jeradha Madhava Kunjabi Hari Jeradha Kopi <laughs> 
So, we're going to begin with a document which is titled Cockroach in the Next Life. That sounds like a good song. I don't know if it's my style, but cockroach in the next life, you're going to be a cockroach. And this is what Prabhupada's saying. So, I mean, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Sometimes... Sometimes uh, uh, this is no. This is the. I just emailed you um, some new documents, Kamaniya. So this is the document. This document is called "Cockroach in the Next Life." So maybe I have to sing a song while we're waiting for her to bring it up. Um, I got the new document. Yeah. So Seymour, Seymour Docs. My name is Seymour Docks. Oh, I thought we finished reading Rabindasarup. No? Two paragraphs are not read. Okay, so we'll have to read it. Okay, I thought we read it. Hmm. Okay, so let's read this first. This is kind of an uh, appetizer for the class. Um, this is a morning walk. Cockroach in the next life you be could be a cockroach if you're not careful. 
Sounds like a kid for a song for kids. I don't know. Two paragraphs left. We'll read this first. So this is from Hari Shari's book, Transcendental Diary. And he says, Morning walks are quite lively, with Srila Prabhupada exposing the flaws of material life and taking pot shots at the scientists. Prabhupada said that the materialists don't want natural things. He contrasted this mentality with that of chanting, plain living, and high thinking. So Prabhupada says, their policy is high living and poor thinking. They live in a skyscraper, but don't care for where they're going in the next life, as a cat and dog. Never mind, now live in the skyscraper. Poor thinking, high living, poor thinking. He gave a broad grin as we caught his humor. They should know that, quote, now I am living in the skyscraper building on the 25th story, and next life I'm going to be a cockroach here. They don't know that. He doesn't inquire where from the cockroaches are coming. As I often say, you know, people say, well, you can be an animal in your next life, an insect, a fish. And I go, well, somebody has to take the job. And if that's what you want and that's how you live, you get the job. Something like that. Where from the cockroaches are coming? He has got attachment for this 24th story, but he's working so that he'll become a cockroach. So Krishna has given you a chance. In other words, Prabhupada saying the same thing. Where are the cockroaches coming from? Someone has to be it. They'll find all the people who are attached to their houses, apartments. Now they become cockroaches or spiders or whatever. It happened. Anyway, the, the point, my point of reading this is that Prabhupada is not joking here, he's serious. It's, you know, some living entity in a cockroach body had done something to deserve it. So, watch out. So Krishna has given, yeah, and if you're a hippie, watch out, because Prabhupada, I think Prabhupada equated, maybe it was us, the hippies become cockroaches because they're dirty. Cockroaches are born and live in dirty places. So Krishna has given chance, all right, you live in the 24th story as a cockroach, and then you'll be again killed by someone. What's it called? Exterminator. Yes. That he does not know. Therefore, poor thinking. He's thinking that I shall be, I shall perpetually live here. And when death will come, get out, become a cockroach. What he'll do, what power you have got, how the scientists can stop it. So the context of this is, the scientists are all about solving all the problems. And Prabhupada's saying, you don't even know what the problems are. Number one, you can't stop death. You don't know what happens after death. You don't realize you're going to become a cockroach. So you're sitting up in your penthouse apartment and working in your laboratory thinking you're going to solve all the problems. And in the process, you could become a cockroach in your next life or some. you have no idea what you're going to become. So, so Prabhupada was just speaking in that context, like so-called knowledge, and you don't even know. You don't even know where you're going in your next life. Next life. Wasn't there a song by TK? Next life. What are you going to be in your next life? You could be a this, you could be a that. I think he wrote a song like that, yeah. So Prabhupada, 
uh, often would make similar points. Okay, you, you've done research, you've advanced scientifically, you're advancing in so many ways. Phones, uh, technology, engineering, but you don't even know where you're going and you don't even know what you're going to be in the future. So, you know, if you call that advancement, that's not, it's not complete because there's a big black hole you're missing. You don't see it. So that's the idea. So anyway, I just wanted to bring this up as authority. Back up my statement that you could become a cockroach. We had read the other day a rat, rat or a cockroach, whatever. So someone has to take that body. So who's going to take the body? The one who wants it, the one who qualifies for it. So don't become qualified. Before we begin Rabindra Sarup Prabhu's reading, I have another appetizer. These are special gifts you get today. Because the class is short, I have to jam-pack it with special features. Well, we don't even call it a class anymore. We call it a show. Okay, so this is a story. I did not give you the document because I'm just going to paraphrase and summarize the story. But it's interesting I think these stories build faith. And this is a story about a Prabhupada disciple, one of the first disciples in Germany. And you'll understand from the first paragraph that I read what's going on here. So we're not going to call this devotee by his name because he doesn't, he's just embarrassed. He's just still young. He was born in 2008. So he's like 12 years old. So he doesn't want all the attention. And I don't know for sure, maybe some of you know out there, maybe Aditi, you know, it sounds like he has the same name in this life as he had in the last life. Or maybe they were just referring to him in this life by his name in the past life. I don't know. But anyway, I changed his name. So now his name is Krishnadas. And it doesn't relate to any Krishnadas that you may know. I just gave that as a generic devotee name. And we're going to relate to him as Krishnadas in his past life, and we're going to relate to him as Krishnadas in this life. So, so this is what happened. I'm, I, don't, I don't want to read exactly. I think I can describe the story, but I have to refer a little bit for my refresh my memory. So what happened was, this is the story about this boy, Krishnadas, was told by his grandfather. And a German devotee came and saw the boy when he was just a few weeks old, and this is really interesting. And when he looked at this boy, this devotee, he, he said... In other words, this baby, a few weeks old, this devotee came visiting. He's the brother of Satyanandan Swami. His name is Vaidyanand. And when he saw this baby, he said, This reminds me of Krishnadas, my god brother. It's like immediately, then something really interesting happened. This would make a good show. Get the mystical music coming. Should I bring up some mystical music? Okay. Hold on, everyone. 
it's time for some music. But then, see, the problem is I have to find the music, and I wasn't prepared. <clears throat> so I don't know. Let's see. I can pull this off. <clears throat> We're in a very entertaining mood right now. Okay. I think I can pull it off. Suspenseful. Suspenseful music. Okay. This this is really this is really un, um this is really interesting what happened. You're not gonna believe it. It's like a movie. Bajanath told us that in 2007, one night he woke up and saw Krishnadas Prabhu in his subtle body sitting in his room. Krishnadas Prabhu told him that he didn't make it and wanted to take birth in the devotee family. This is one year before he's born, 2007, Bhaijanath sees him in his subtle body and says, I didn't make it and I have to take birth again. And Bhaijanath says, I'm too old to have children and I can't tell you what to do. That's interesting, isn't it? Yes? Isn't that interesting? This is a total movie, isn't it? Or at least an amazing 60-minute documentary. So he's, he's left his body, he's conscious, and he's coming saying, can, can I take birth in your family? Krishnadas Prabhu had been one of the first disciples in Germany, and he was a Sankirtan devotee, and he had two children. And interesting, it's an interesting point. So he was planning to retire, and then, because he was a book distributor as a brahmachari, he raised a family, and he was planning to retire. And then, um, what, would, what did he want to do? Uh, yeah, he didn't say, but he was planning to retire and get into preaching. But then he got prostate cancer, and so he. What 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 I what I got from this is, whatever plans you have, don't procrastinate because you don't know how long you have to live. And so, you know, he had to maintain his family. So what could be done? But that's I think a message. You know, he he, according to the story, he. Really wanted to preach after he retired, but then he got this cancer and he wasn't able to do it. So, okay, so, some interesting things. Maybe maybe this is more for entertainment value than, but his first words were Jai Prabhupada, and his next word was car. And we they found out from the devotees who knew him, he was totally into cars. Interesting, right? And 
Apparently, he had a lot of pain in his stomach when he was dying, and one day he was crying, and his mother said, well, what's going on? He said, he said, I got very sick, and I felt a lot of pain, and I was very sad. He said, you got sick? He said, yeah, I got sick and a lot of pain. His mother said, where was the pain? And she said, he pointed to his abdomen. He said, it became very big, and I got sick, and I felt pain. And I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking. He's like six years old explaining this. And, and I can't drink, and I can't eat, and I'm very sick. And then he stopped talking. So in other words, the way this story goes is, when he was young, he was remembering a lot of things from his past life. And when he was older, he wasn't remembering so many, but... He, he, it seemed like he was such a devotee and so attached to Prabhupada and he wanted to preach. It just carried over. It's like he didn't want to forget Krishna. So he read. But, but um, and then a few weeks later he said, I was so sick I died, but Jagannath gave me a new body so now I can serve him. So he's like remembering that. Isn't that interesting? Hmm. And so Bhaidinath had pictures of this little boy and he showed it to his godbrothers who knew Krishnadas and they all said, yeah, that looks just like him. Interesting. It looks like, it reminds him of them. Um, so, this is really interesting. What's interesting about this next story is it, it shows us how much our consciousness continues in the next life either good or bad. So if we're cultivating wrong attitudes, wrong thoughts, wrong samskaras, wrong beliefs, they continue. And we're cultivating the right ones, they continue. So he was once taken, I think, by his grandmother to an apartment to, to meet some devotees or some relatives or cousins or something. That's not important. But he looks up and he looks up and he says, so many animals here, so many animals. He was looking up. And I think it was with his grandmother. And she thought, maybe he saw some dogs. And then she understood. He wasn't talking about the dogs. He was talking about the people, so many animals. So what's interesting about that? A godbrother from his past life came over and she told him the story and this is what he said, yes, that's the Krishna dust I know. He always called the karmis animals. Isn't that interesting? What you're thinking, what you're cultivating, your state of consciousness, your, your knowledge, now in the next life you're doing the same thing. What are those animals doing? Isn't that, I found that so interesting. So, what do you, you know, we have to ask ourselves, what am I cultivating? And like we, we were discussing in the story of Ratnavali, when her girl Mars said, so, you know, what woman were you attached to that you became a, a woman if you were a brahmacharya in your last life? Yeah, so, you know, we read these things, and now we're actually finding out in documented, documenting that these things are not just ideas, they actually happen. Uh, 
So when he was six, he went to Vrindavan, and he was all excited, and then he got there, he was kind of sad. And they said, what? what? I said, why are, you, why are you sad? And he said, well, I was thinking we're going to a new place, and we're going to see all new things. He goes, I've seen all this before. I know this place. Interesting. Uh, so then they took him to Mayapur, and when he got to Mayapur, he had total flashbacks of being with Prabhupada on morning walks in Mayapur. And what else? Uh, yeah, and things that Prabhupada said, but he couldn't remember them. He was kind of upset because he couldn't remember them, but he was having these visions of being with Prabhupada in Mayapur. Wow, amazing. And then he went to New Mayapur. He went in the temple, and the same thing happened there. He just walked around. He knew where everything was. And... Um, hmm. Yeah. And he said uh, when he was six, he remembered being on a morning walk with Prabhupada on an airplane. He remembered being in Vrindavan. Mm. And this is really interesting. So his family was organizing the Kirtan Mela and they were biting some sannyasis. And then... Krishnadas said, oh, it would really be nice if we could invite Prabhupada to one of these. And they said, because he died in 73, or 72 he died. He was born in... No, 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 no. Well, anyway. Anyway, they said Prabhupada left his body. And he, he didn't even, he hadn't, he didn't know that. So he, I don't know why he didn't know that. He died in 2007. Anyway, then he had kind of like a breakdown. Um, so, okay, so so we see here, what, what are we seeing here? Well, we see here that if you don't become Krishna conscious, and you'll take birth in the family of devotees. But we see some other things which are interesting. Um, so this is, I don't know who's saying this, maybe it's his grandfather. And so the, gra the grandfather's saying, well, you know, we see that you take birth and that's in a family of devotees, that's encouraging. He said, but there's another side that's a little scary. And this is what he says. It's scary on the other hand, it's scary and should cause us to become serious because in the next life we have to go through all this struggle again. Krishna Das's life is not just fun, more the opposite. So, you know, he had some material problems. He is struggling with his mind and all the upcoming foolish desires. We heard in his last, last life he was struggling with some desires. He's almost 12 now, not doing much nonsense like others in his age, but on the other hand, somehow a normal boy likes to play, watch movies, and so forth. So, it's always a problem when you have a body. Bodies are always problems. Because you know what bodies come with. They come with minds. You know, so that's the right. If they didn't come with a mind, then we just, or the mind were pure. Of course, we have to have a mind, 
but it comes with minds which are infested with the attachments and desires of the past life, and also the desires of this physical body in this life. So when you have a body, it wants to do things, it wants to enjoy, the mind pushes you into doing certain things based on the demands of the body. So it's never easy to have a body unless you're very Krishna conscious. So it it's, it's not like, I'm not that Krishna conscious now and then I'll die and I'll, I'll be super Krishna conscious. No, you, you're, you're progressing from the point you left. So it's not like automatic elevator, you know, I get to the, to the 108th floor just by dying. No, but you're, you're the same soul with the same conditioning. Now you're just getting a better chance to finish it off because you're getting the chance right from the start. So, but the conditioning from the past lives it accompanies you. So that it's nice. I've I've said this many, many times. And we've um, talked about it in, in stories from Bhagavatam where this is shown. It's just nice that he's saying it. I think it's important. He's now 12, not doing much nonsense. But on the other hand, he's a normal boy. You know, it's like you got a body, normal boy. And, you know, when he hits puberty, yeah. So, yeah. Krishna didn't make it easy for him. Rather, it looks like he's doing his best to destroy his remaining faith in enjoying the material world. A lot of struggle with his health. Last year he had an epilepsy attack and he had to take strong drugs for one year. So, if if we're attached to something, Krishna might have to do something a little drastic. You know, you didn't, so Krishna's saying, okay, you didn't make it in your last life, Maybe the medicine I gave you needs to be, it wasn't strong enough in the last life, we have to make it stronger. So maybe I have to do something to just destroy your attachments, to, to make you suffer. And we all know how suffering detaches us from the object that caused us the suffering, right? So that's how we become detached. Krishna creates some situation where we're trying to get something, or we do get it, in either case, not get it, or get it, the process causes suffering, so we detach from that. Um, and then he had some other physical problems. He had to go to the hospital for two more months. Oh my God. Um, now, something else is really interesting. So he's starting to ask questions. He asks, how can Krishna live eternally? This sounds so fabulous. So, you know, he's growing up and he's forgetting more of his past and he's starting to deal with Krishna consciousness and it looks like maybe there's some doubt there. That's interesting, isn't it? But he's still thinking... He's a little boy and he's thinking about how to preach because that's what he was thinking in his past life. And they're making plans for a, a project. So, I just thought that was so interesting because it's so real and raw and this is, you know, this is what happens when we don't become completely Krishna conscious in this life. You might say, well, it doesn't sound so bad. But you can do better. That's all I can say. So, Kamaniya says that there are two paragraphs 
uh, we didn't finish reading from Rabindranath Prabhu's article. And I thought I had read them, but um, I guess I didn't. Mm. So, it, I assume if it's the last two paragraphs, it begins with the words, in this way. Okay. Um, yeah, I better read your comments before I continue so we stay relevant to the topic. I think there's only one comment. Mm -hmm. I'm so... Nikhil says, I'm slightly confused. Krishna Das Prabhu left his body in the 70s and then took birth... As a, yeah, I'm also confused. Where was his subtle body? <laughs> I'm confused also. Said he died in 72. Maybe, uh, I don't know. I can't say. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. He went to heaven and came back down. Yeah, that was confusing. That he, yeah, I don't know. I can't say. It's not explained. I have to ask the devotee who wrote me. I will make a note to ask her. Because there is a period of 73 to 2007. It's a bit of, bit of time. Where was he? I didn't even pay attention to that until I started speaking. You know, like, so no, it's... Uh, it's... What I said was wrong. That he did die. That's what it makes sense. He died when Prabhupada was alive. So I don't know. I will report back. The missing years of Krishnadas. Okay. That is a question that we have to do some more research. Okay. Thank you for that question. And just wanted to see if there's any other questions. Sufferings in the form of failures can act as an impetus to succeed, not necessarily detachment. Yeah, a lot of things can be an impetus to succeed. Suffering from failure can also cause you to kill yourself or go into depression. So, so you know, you know, I'm on Sunday I'm giving a talk on something like what we learned from coronavirus or how to deal with it. And, you know, the reality is that you can learn from anything and anything can be an inspiration, isn't it? So I would, I would say, Vijay Lakshmi, that yes, it's true. Suffering in the form of failure can be an impetus to succeed. Failure can be an impetus to succeed. Succeeding can be an impetus to succeed. Chanting good rounds can be an impetus to succeed. Having good association can be an impetus. If, if you want to be Krishna conscious, everything's going to become an impetus. And if you don't want to become Krishna conscious, everything becomes an impetus not to be Krishna conscious. That's, that's the reality. You know, so we say, oh, 
this event became an impetus. And sometimes it's true that you get a lot of realization through a certain event. But if, if we were more Krishna conscious, we would get that kind of inspiration from every event. Everything would be an inspiration. Everything would remind us of Krishna. But when we're not on that level, yeah, then certain events can jolt us more. And we need that. We need to be jolted. Hari Jaltananda, you know, that's the name for all the devotees who need to be jolted. You know, you'll be jolted into Ananda because you may not get it on your own, so Krishna will jolt you into Ananda. Hari Jolt Ananda. Your new name is Hari Jolt. Hari is going to jolt you into Ananda. Yeah, so that's what Krishna does. So sometimes we're all Hari Jolt Anandas. Jolt is not Sanskrit, that's English. Yeah. What's the what what is the word when you combine Sanskrit and English? Is there a word when you combine two languages into one? Is there a word for that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called messing up Sanskrit. Yeah, that's the word, I guess. I just messed up Sanskrit. Hari Jaltananda. Krishna will jolt you. But this is a really interesting point because in thinking about this lecture for the coronavirus, I was thinking, you know, why coronavirus? They're, they're doing book distribution now. They're like online. It's like they have no choice. You know? So the coronavirus jolted them into that. But, you know, you could have said... We should have been doing that long ago, and it's true, but you just needed the coronavirus because it was the only way to do it. And all these classes we're doing on Zoom, you know, we should have been doing them long ago, but the coronavirus jolted us into it. So, yeah. But in the ideal world of Krishna consciousness, we would have done it on our own. We would have jolted. We would have been swa jolt, swa jolt ananda. Swa means oneself. Swatma, swatma Joltananda, the bliss of jolting yourself. So, I think that's an important point. That when the more Krishna conscious you become, the more everything in life makes you Krishna conscious. The less Krishna conscious you are, the more everything in life makes you less Krishna conscious. That's like, that's a bad deal, right? So just meditate on this. It's like. You can become, it's like, it's kind of like getting followers on Facebook, you know. If if you get a lot of followers, then you get a lot more because just the the math of it, you know, so many people are sharing, so many more people are sharing. So you, you know, to grow, maybe to grow from 5,000 to 30,000 could take you years, but 30,000 to 100,000, you could be, Right? Boom, just like, you know, every month, 30,000, you know, 40,000, 50, just happening fast, fast, fast. So, the more you become Krishna conscious, the more everything reminds you of Krishna. The more everything reminds you of Krishna, the more Krishna conscious you become. The more Krishna conscious you become, the more everything reminds you of Krishna. The more everything reminds you of Krishna, the more Krishna conscious you become, the more Krishna conscious you become, the more everything reminds you of Krishna. You, are, you, see, you see the equation, you know, figure, for those of you who have math brain, you just look at that, have a mathematical brain, you look at that equation, you say, this, this really works, this is like amazing. If I become more Krishna conscious, it's going to be so easy, because it builds on itself, because 
everything now is reminding me of Krishna. Everything's an inspiration. I don't need to be jolted by something bad or I don't need to win the maha plate and go, oh, Krishna, I love you. I have so much faith in you. No. You could not get the maha plate and feel the same way. So the bad part of this is that it works the same way with maya. Yeah, everywhere I see maya. And that's another song, right? Yeah. You know, one song is I see Krishna everywhere. There's the devotee did a song. He said, all you see is me. That was the name of the song. It was about seeing Krishna everywhere. And I did a song also uh, about seeing Krishna in nature. I can't even play it anymore. I forgot how it goes. Something like I am the source of all that is here. That there's a song on my forever CD. So that's the nature of a devotee sees Krishna everywhere. And then if you see Maya everywhere, then what happens? The same equation. The more you see Maya, the more you want Maya, the more you engage in Maya, the more you engage in Maya, the more you see Maya, the more you see Maya, the more you want Maya, the more you want Maya, the more you engage in Maya, the more you engage in Maya, the more you want Maya, the more you see Maya, the more you see Maya, the more you want Maya, the more you engage in Maya. It's like, whoa. And then when you're in that scenario, then you say, Whoa, Maya's really strong. And the devotee who's seeing Krishna every everywhere saying, uh, I don't know, I never see Maya. I never really deal with her. I, I couldn't tell you. Is Maya strong? I couldn't tell you. I never see her. I, I, who Maya, who is she? Where does she live? I, I don't know, really know. haven't really been engaged with her much lately. I, I kind of forgot about her. Do you mean Maya still Maya still exists, really? I, I, I thought she, like... Died long ago. I mean, I haven't seen her around in ages. Where's she been? Oh, Prabhu, she's been next door with Bozo Das, who's like, loves Maya. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I don't see her around here. I don't know. I have nothing. Yeah, no reason to like have anything to do with her. So that's how it works. That's how it works. And that is the problem because that's how it works. The more Maya you want, the more you get, the more you get, the more you want, the more you want, the more you get, the more you see. So that's the answer to your question. And you didn't expect that answer. I didn't expect that answer, but that's an answer, at least one answer. Okay, so thank you for the. Oh, we have more questions. Oh, I have two more. I was of the opinion that we at least go to the upper planets. So Harisha's like, oh man, come back as a devotee? Oh man, I was hoping I'd go to the upper planets, get one of those upsars, you know, dance around and sing. Oh, bummer, huh? I'm going to come back as a devotee? Born somewhere in Europe? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm only joking, Harish. No, what I'm saying is true. I'm just joking. I'm joking with you to make a point. Um, so let's read his question. I was of the opinion that at least we go to the upper planets, if not go go loka. We have, if we ever been a good devotee, why did Krishna Das have to come back to this world? Well, you just 
mentioned three possible destinations. Those are those are the three possible. This is correct what you said. You can at the end of life you could go to Goloka. Well, there's actually four. Four places you could go. Well, let's we'll start in heaven. Harish, heaven is the lowest. So Krishna Das, because he was a good devotee, did not go to heaven, but he took birth in a body in a devotee family. So Prabhupada said, if you've been a devotee and you still have material desire to enjoy the world, it's kind of strong, you'll go to heaven. Krishna will give you that. You can go to heaven and enjoy, get your apsaras, get your somarasa, sit back, relax, and have a good time for you know, like 10,000 years or whatever. And then you'll come back and to take up your bhakti again. But if you don't really have that desire, like it said here, he wanted to preach. So he's thinking, you know, I got to preach. So um, if you don't really have those desires, then Krishna, it's like, you don't want to go to heaven. So why would Krishna send you to heaven if you don't want to go? You don't really want to go. So like, I don't want to waste time in heaven. You know, I'm trying to be a brahmachari, and now you're sending me to heaven to, like, you know, have a hundred Apsara girlfriends who are a thousand times more beautiful than Marilyn Monroe. So, like, I don't want that. So be, so if you if that's not what you want, then you won't get it. Now, Prabhupada said, many of my disciples will become demigods because that's what they want. So... As Kamaniya rightly said in yesterday's class, be careful what you pray for. Be careful what you pray for because you might get it. So, you know, you might end up. So now you're on the heavenly planets enjoying like anything. It's really hard to remember Krishna. You're going to live there for thousands of years. Who knows how long you're going to live there before you come back and get Mahaprabhu's mercy and continue your bhakti. So... Unless you're strongly materially attached, Krishna will just give you birth and family of devotees. Now, you also said you could go to Goloka, which normally does not happen. Normally, you go to Gokul, where Krishna is engaged in his lila. And the reason you go to Gokul is because you could only go to Goloka if you have prema, which is a lead, could lead into our story about Jaya and Vijaya at least some points about that story. I told you I was going to investigate the seven gates to Vaikuntha, and I did investigate. So we'll report on that later. But for now, we'll continue this question. Who goes to Goloka and who goes to Gokul? Well, when you attain the stage of bhava, which is preliminary to prema, you're not yet qualified to go to Goloka. You have to have prema. So, but when you have bhava, you go to Gokul, and in Gokul you get trained purified, and then when you're in a purified state, you go to Goloka. So there are four destinations. Heaven, take another birth here. Go to Gokul, engage in Krishna's Leela, become purified in that Leela. I mean, that, that's fine with me. I'll, I'll take Gokul, no problem. Yeah, if, I have to, if I have to spend a life in Gokul on my way to Goloka, no problem, I'll take it. I'm happy with that. But until we're purified enough to go to Goloka, we need to go to Gokul and have fun in Gokul and in having fun, get purified, take part in the Leelas and then go uh, after that, go back to Braj in the spiritual world. So, 
everything depends on us and our desire. And Krishna is just kind of playing with our desire, right? But, you know, Krishna knows what you want. He's in your heart. So it's like, you know. So, Harish, if you end up on heaven, you know, with 108 apsaras, and you're wondering, how did I get here? Then Krishna is saying, I know what you want. Don't try to fool me that you're like some pure devotee. You know, This is what you wanted. You were just faking it. All that Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, you know, that looked good, but I know what's going on inside. So this, you did so much service for me, but I know you want these things. So... Here it is. You got it. You know, you're gonna enjoy like Indra, basically, and you know. So, I think for those of us who really have renounced that and really don't want it, even if it was offered to us, you know, 108 upsars is like, I, you know, been there, done that. I mean, you're all beautiful. I'm sure I would enjoy like anything, but I just I don't want it anymore. I just. So if you come to that state of your bhakti where you actually have ruchi, then it's like you don't want those things. You renounce them. That's why you became a devotee. So Krishna can give them to you and it's just like, nah, looks good, but not for me. You know, I'm just, I'm giving that stuff up. So Krishna says, okay, but you're not a pure devotee yet. It's still some, you know, you're on the stage of bhava, so you're going to have to come back, take another birth, get to the stage of bhava, then go to Gokul, then go to Goloka. So that's the progress, you know. So all of us, we want to get beyond this anartha nivritti so we can start developing ruchi and the sakti and bhava and then go enter Krishna's pastimes. And now you're going to say, yeah, but, you know, we read last week or a week before that, you know, if you surrender everything, just give your life to preaching, Prabhupada will take you. And that's also true. But we also mentioned that a lot of the purification happens in the last months or days of one's life, where one can go from, like, nishta to bhava, and, like, uh, sometimes it seems like a day or two or three, by Prabhupada's mercy. So that's there also. So... So, Harish, where do you want to go? You have four choices. Where do you want to go in your next next life? What are you going to be in your next life? Where do you want to go in your next life? Is it to heaven? Is it in another birth? In this? And some devotees may say, I just I want to come back here and preach. You know, that's where I want to be. Krishna might give you that opportunity. You know, I read something amazing that some of our acharyas never go back to Gada. They just stay here and preach. Maybe that's what you want to do. I think in Swami, Krishna will fulfill that desire. He'll be eternally doing festivals in the material world. He doesn't, he doesn't want to go back to Godhead. He wants to do festivals. So Krishna might say, okay, you are the festival acharya. You'll never go back to Godhead. You'll just do festivals eternally on this planet. Yeah. I'm sure he'd be happy with that. Krishna Karshani, you agree? Like, you know, it's like if Krishna came to Indra Swami he said, well, you can go back to Godhead now, he'd say, but I got like plans for so many festivals. I'm not like, I don't really want to go back to Godhead. I'm sure he'd say that, right? 100%. I don't want to. <laughs> 
I don't want to go now. It's like, I got all these plans. We're going to go to this place that no devotees have ever been. And we're going to this island and this country, and we're going to do this. And now, you know, we went to Rishikesh. It was amazing. I can't wait to go back next year. I don't want to go back to Godhead. That's not fun. This is fun. Right? So some devotees are like that. And Krishna will say, okay, you can, you know, Prabhupada could be preaching now, you know, somewhere you can join him. Um, so Annie says, is observing the bad aspects of material life regarding, that is, birth, old age, disease, and death, also another form of thinking about Krishna? Or should we be thinking positively of Krishna? Well, we had discussed this a little bit, that observing material life, what Krishna says, he says, dukkha dosha, observe what it is, you know, just be raw about it, be truthful, this is what it is. And is it observing Krishna? Well, it is observing Krishna in the sense that it's observing what Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita. And it's observing the way Krishna says we should observe it. So if I observe the world that way, then I can think, well, this is how Krishna told me to observe it. And so that's how I'm observing it. For a devotee, nothing's negative, even the negative. And the reason is because you're connected to Krishna. Just like, just imagine you fall madly in love with this guy and he's like amazing and he's an amazing devotee and you guys were like probably married for the last 10 billion lifetimes you're just like it's just it's like every every life you get married and it's like you're home now when you go through difficulty with that person you don't really feel to be difficult because you're together and you're so happy to be together it's like you don't really feel it so it's like that for a devotee you know you know there may be miseries but he's connected to krishna so it's kind of like mm, it's not really miseries and these these things you know it's like we were discussing a few days ago the non-devotees are trying to forget all of this and we're not trying to forget it because krishna's telling us don't forget it but actually remember it see it for what it is and for me personally, when I observe misery, it's just a reminder that I made a really bad decision in, in whatever it was I was desiring in my last life, I have a body now. That one, so like that's the price I had to pay. I have to get this body. And now, you know, we go, oh, the coronavirus, it's so bad. It's hundreds of thousands of people are dying and people are losing their jobs and so on and so forth. And I, I don't want to undermine it. But the real thing that's bad is that we didn't go back to Godhead in the last life. And as a result, we have to deal with coronavirus or whatever else we're going to have to deal with in the future. So that's the real problem, isn't it? So when we're talking about birth, old age, disease, and death, and the miseries of it, and then that's the way I would think. I would think philosophically. I said, yeah, I made a choice. I wasn't pure. I've, can't, I've come. And I've... And, you know, all of us were probably devotees in our last life. Otherwise, what are we doing talking about Krishna? You know, right now we could be like reading the newspaper or, you know, be at Starbucks having coffee or something. So why are we hearing about Krishna? Obviously, we must have cultivated it in our past life. 
So when we see this world, we say, you know, I was stupid. I didn't become purified in my last life or the life before, and I've taken birth here. So that's how we see it in relation to Krishna. So it, it's not negative at all. The negative, the negative is very positive, and the positive can be very negative. You know, materialists are very positive about material life. Material, the, the rug is always being pulled out under, a, under them. And we're pessimistic about material life, but that pessimism is our inspiration, our impetus to be Krishna conscious. So the pessimism is actually helping us. It's inspiring us. Like, yeah, why should I why should I do this? Why should I do that? Like everyone else, when it is it's not going to make me Krishna conscious. So that's that's how we see it. That's one way to see it. So for a devotee, nothing's negative. Everything is everything's just fine if you're a devotee. So, Pyotri Vaino, otherwise known as Paran Ananda, says, according to Srila Shanata Goswami, devotees in next life go to Boma Vrindavan to learn more about specific service of Krishna. Yes. You're a little late. I already mentioned that. Yeah. But you can go straight if you have prema. So, Vrindavan says, Pandora Henson said, the astrologer said, I will be a full-time devotee in my next life. It sounds great, but if I don't like to be poor, no, you won't worry about that. Like, Vrindavan <laughs> you'll be so rich in your next life. You'll have love of Krishna. That wealth will make you so full. And when you become an advanced devotee, everyone will just want to be with you and they'll just say, here, take my diamond ring, take my gold watch, I just want to serve you. Um, if you become Krishna conscious, don't worry about anything. It'll all take care of itself. That's how to see it. That's how I would see it, if I were you. Everything's good. You give it... You give everything everything to Krishna, everything's good. Now it's nine o'clock, and I have to go. So we can all cry. On the count of three, start crying. One, two, three. Oh, the class is over. Oh, no, it's so short. There's no class tomorrow. There is class on Sunday. I don't think there's class tomorrow. Well, there is class tomorrow at five. We were talking about... How to be a failure. Strange thing to talk about. Well, it's really how not to be a failure. By talking how to be, it's how not to be. So we're going to be talking about that. Sunday at 11, there's going to be a class, and we advertise that. And it's on Zoom, and we have room for 500 people. So you can go right to Zoom if you want. And if you look at my Facebook, it was advertised, or it's going to be advertised. And we have Kirtan every Sunday at 10.30. But unfortunately, yeah, it's going to take me like about 23 minutes to get there, and they want me to get there 15 minutes early, and I'll already be late. If I leave, if I just leave in five minutes, get all my paperwork together, I'll be on time. So um, I hope we learned something today, a little bit, and meditate on Krishnadas and... 
his amazing story. And I would recommend to all of you that if there's anything in this world you don't like, if there's any suffering you've gone through, any, any thoughts that are difficult for you to deal with, emotional pain, whatever you're experiencing, just think, in my last life, I was not pure, and Krishna has therefore given me this body to fulfill those desires and also given me another chance to be Krishna conscious. And if I were Krishna conscious in the past life, I would not have to be suffering whatever it is I suffered in this life and will suffer in this life. That suffering doesn't happen unless you have a material body. So, you know, think like that. If I don't become Krishna conscious, I have to take another body. And as we're reading from this story with Krishnadas, he's a devotee, but he's, he's suffering all kinds of material problems, on, uh, physical problems, health issues. And we kind of see that like Krishna's just going, okay, you know, I don't want you to come back. I'm going to make your life like so, like, it's just tough. You're just going to think, I'm finished with this. I'm fed up. Uh, and my, my thinking has always been, I'd rather come to that conclusion without suffering rather than Krishna having to put me into a, uh, all kinds of suffering in order that I give up whatever attachments are separating me from him. I'd rather just give them up myself. I think, I think that's smarter. I think it's better. I think it's more pleasing to Krishna. And you avoid suffering. So that, that's something we can take from today's class. Okay? Thank you very much. We will see you, at least, we'll, if I made a mistake and there's some other class, we'll let you know, but I don't think there is. So at least we'll see you tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time, which is the time in New York, at 5 p.m., which we do. It's not so good for people east of here. It's good for people west of here. Because when you get to, it's already 10 o'clock in London. But it's good for the people in Australia. It's good for the people in China. China. Good for the Aussies down under. And it's good for people, California, Hawaii, like that. So the class was especially given to accommodate that part of the world. Okay. Oh, yes, I forgot. Oh, my God, I'm so bad. To, um, they're doing, they're starting the mantra project in Hawaii. And so, 12 noon today is 6 o'clock their time. And they asked me if I would chant with them. So, we're going to chant with them. And so, can you put the um, Zoom details? I think it's my Zoom page. So, Radhapriya, can you put the Zoom details up and then put those details on Facebook also? If you're around and you want to chant, we're going to chant a little bit. I don't know how long. We'll chant some japa together, and that will be at 12 o'clock. I totally forgot because I was just thinking about I have to get a blood test and I have to get an x-ray for my poor finger, which I'm sure I cracked or chipped something here unknowingly. But maybe not. We'll find out. So I forgot. Thank you. I need a secretary to remind me of everything. There's too many things to, going on, I forget.
So thank you for reminding me. So if you're around at noon, New York time, that is in three hours, we're going to chant. Hopefully I'll be there and I'll be back in time. I think I will. Okay. Hare Krishna, all glories to Srila Prabhupada, Gaur Premanandi, Hari Hari Bo.